Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the Show Me Potato Salad podcast. This show is brought to you by our good friends over at Clinkstone Brewery. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan JJ Layden. With me today, we have Callum Loopy Smith. Can I get a home? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, have, we also have Ewan Jr. Smith. Morning. And last but certainly not least, the man that can't stop giggling, Keith, no nickname, Riddick. Stop there. <laughs> <laughs> We've tried that so many times and we fluffed it the last but it's time. Fine. We're still going. <laughs> yeah, we're still going. We're all good. We're good. Later on in the show, we have ex pro skateboarder Ben Layden joining us. And with how much he chatted, we have no topics on the show this week because he didn't shut up. Trying to get a word in edgeways with him was, was tough. Difficult. You'll yeah. notice that in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as always, we'll round off the show with our salad dressings of the week. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date with the podcast. Follow, like, share, subscribe, and let us know you are listening. Also, if you do listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us five-star rating and comment that you're enjoying the show because, like I said last week, we're sound cunts. Can you be a and ball also, bag if you don't do it? Yeah. <laughs> and it also helps towards Apple's algorithm. But before we, we go any further, we'll, we'll maybe chat about Ben and his, a wee his, bit. his unreal interview. It was... I don't know, man has led some life. But I, I had an absolute barrel of laughs. But unfortunately, this week, Keith, Keith, you couldn't make it on, could you? Yeah, no, I was very gutted to be missing that one, especially when I've listened to it back. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Honestly, I, I like so. If anyone, anyone maybe puts two and two together, he's he's part of my family, and he's uh he's kind of like he's a second cousin to me. So I've actually like oddly I never. I never met him until you kind of hear an interview. I never actually met him face to face till about two years ago. I'd always knew of him and knew about him and knew what he was up to for some extent. Like when we go into the interview, there was a lot I didn't know what he was getting up to. <laughs> I think that might have been for the better when you were younger. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe why you didn't know him until a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, your dad, was, your dad was holding off on that one. Yeah, I get, I get shielded from Ben. <laughs> Can we start taking him on snowboarding trips? I yes, hundred percent. Maribel, twenty twenty two, he's I'm coming on board to come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the way this year and a bit's been, it's it's tempting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. He was he was honestly a barrel of laughs. I'm sure everyone will, will find out find out soon, won't they? Yeah, yeah. oh no, it's definitely. <laughs> I definitely am for a good one. Honestly, if anybody can top that interview from have fun you're on out have fun you better come up with some good shit because <laughs> it was next level it was next level i think we need a what is it parental advisory on this one, yeah, on that one yeah. yes so don't let your kids listen <laughs> yeah this is a warning <laughs> you've had a 10, 10 minute warning a ten, yeah five ten minute warning before we before you get on do not let your kids listen to this one <laughs> Anyway, it might turn out like Ben. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know if you can remember much. <laughs> it's only taken him thirty okay. years. <laughs> yeah, he remembers everyone's names, but that was that was one thing I was actually impressed with. He, he remembered everyone's names, and they, they might, they might not happened. be impressed with it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyway, we'll we'll not we'll not take up too much time because it is a long one. So we'll we'll move on to our guest for the episode. This segment is sponsored by Ice Sports Caledonia, the exclusive importers of Fisher ice hockey equipment for the north of Scotland. Check them out on Facebook at Ice Sports Caledonia with our web shop coming soon. On our guest. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Diving into the salad bowl with us today, we have living Livy legend and Scotland's answer to Tony Hawk, Ben Layden. How are you doing, Ben? <laughs> uh, hello. Uh, yes, I grand, mate. Very, very good. I'm all right. I just, as I was saying, I was dealing with an infection in my toe. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I've been dealing with, is an infection in my toe. And it's a... Uh, it's a great I'm start to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been blistered and red and swollen. And, oh, uh, lovely. I'm getting back on my feet, you know what I'm saying? Back on the board. <laughs> back, back, back on the board. Back on the old horse. So, you know? <laughs> going into that. Wait, so where did it all kind of start for you? When did you first pick up a skateboard? Well, I'll tell you something that was quite was funnier, actually, was... I was eight year old in my uncle Peter's house, and uh, Tony and Peter Layden. So that would be my granddad's, my granddad's house. Your granddad and your dad. Yep. Both. Well, well your granddad didn't escape, but Peter, <laughs> your your dad was uh, supposedly at Kelvin Grove. I would with Tony both skateboarding. I'd only heard through the grapevine. That's what that's what they done, and there was a board at your your granddad's house. So I picked that board up on the outside, and I just broke that for a set of two stairs. <laughs> just flew <laughs> over, and I, I landed it, and I was like, "Oh, that was cool." I didn't even think it. And then uh, I think Anne, my cousin Anne, I think she got sent to buy me a like a, a slalom board. So I had that when I whizzed about a home like in Livingston when I was growing up there. I whizzed about there. I uh, didn't didn't like this bridge for the industrial estate, and then I remember somebody clotheslined me. <laughs> as, as a kid, man, I was like, I, be, I just grew up, and I'm like, I feel if somebody done that now, I'd be fucking windy. I'd be crying, I'd be phoning the police, and all, all different various outcomes. But it was like, you know, he didn't think about it then. It was just like, so that kind of happened, and I went to man. My dad used to drag me every Saturday at the barras in Glasgow, man. What a ghetto <laughs> fucking hole. Right, so it's cool. And the Barrowlands are great. I've seen some numerous gigs of bands that I love in there. But now when I was when I was a when I was a kid, it was like it was just bizarre, man. It was just Terminator posters everywhere and all these eighties movies surrounded me. It was like it was a cool place, but it, it took me somewhere even worse. It was called Andy's Market. Do you, do you remember that, Jordan? Do you ever no, the, no, I don't the, remember that. Paddy's Market was behind the court. <laughs> the, the Glasgow, I think it was a sheriff court. And uh, in there, they used to actually take suits for people, I think, that had been put, put away. So when, they, <laughs> when, they, when they got jailed, and the, the, the clothes used to get took to Paddy's Market, so somebody could then buy them if they had to go to court in this type of scenario, which is great. It's a total recycling affair. <laughs> So, for some reason, another game, my dad dragged me and all the worst hovels on the planet as a kid. And there was a, there was a skateboard annual book there. And I, I don't know why, but at this point, I think I was like nine or ten. I mean, maybe younger, actually. 
And I picked it up and I was like, oh, I can lie down my back. I think it was like 25 years so. Five Bob, like the guy said. Five Bob. Bob no. <laughs> so I was like, so that, that was cool. So he, he bought me that and he bought my, he bought my mom some Brian Ghetto perfume. It was probably some Ouija's fish. <laughs> <a bottle. laughs> for years. Uh, and, you know, it was. I, I guess I was interested in it. And then one day I just, uh, I just picked up a ball when I was about 11. And uh, a guy in the street had made a fly-off ramp. So there was a limit. I, I think at that point, maybe 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 people just came on board in, the, in my area and started skating. There you so go. Was, so that, was, that, there, was there kind of much in the area at the time? There was a, a spine ramp next to mom and dad's house, which was metal and still going to set on fire <laughs> eventually. And uh, so after it was torched, I still skated this ramp and it was bubbled. So the metal had been bubbled with the heat. So there was certain, a certain point you can get over a spine to get to the other side. So we just kept in like one four feet panel, you know, to, to get across the spine. But when you're kids, you don't know how to rot over a spine. You just go over it, you just hit your back truck and, and then you rip your troop shell suit and then you get a kicking off your mother, which I experienced firsthand. I, I got a troop fucking shell suit that I always wanted. My mother, I, I ruined it, covered in rust and my mother bit me in the face with a fucking shoehorn. <laughs> she wasn't fear to hit me with anything, man. She would, she would have hit me with anything. It was not fucking hand, really, but it was like... Uh, so I, so that I went to the ramp there and the Levy, Levy Skate Park was there. So luckily that was a lesson that was there. And I, I went there and the people were skating were kind of dwindled out and disappeared and started smoking fucking banana skins and... <laughs> You know, having having orgies at the swing park, <laughs> whatever. You know, it's still it's still athletic. But it's, uh, I, 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 any cardio is good cardio. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't feel like that was a, the right direction for me. I was trying to sell you leaves and pump your neighbour to your terror. You know, fucking no. I'd, I'd rather just I, I just went skating, man. I just got right into it. And I loved it. I just that's, that's, yeah. See with you. Uh, <laughs> see with you picking up a board at such a young age. When did uh skating kind of get a bit serious for you? Oh, I, I, man, I, I reckon for day one to be honest. So, oh, I, man, I, I, I mean, getting my first proper deck for a guy who was skating Livingston. So it was Hudson Barnett and his two brother Chris, Chris Barnett. So Huddy gave me a board, and uh, I mean, setting up. I mean, just the feeling of being overjoyed and being like, right. This is something I remember like sanding it and playing the grip tape and always like cleaning my berms out. And I put in my, my room, I think, in the space of about two weeks, covered with posters. You know, uh, the older men on skateboards, <laughs> which is totally acceptable. You know what I mean? If it was like posters of Jimmy Savile and that, it was a, it was all, it was my, my room was completely covered in skate stuff, man. and I just ate and slept and breathed skateboarding. And it just never never dwindled, man, you know, like always stuck by me. So, I, so, so who was who was some of the who was some of the guys that were on the on the posters? Like who was some of the skateboarders? Oh, wow, man. So back age? then it would have been like obviously the it was British mags. So Rad magazine was the main British magazine, and it was skateboard mag too. So it was always like people back then, it was like 
you know, Mike Manzuri and well, Al Sean Goff and Yorkie Olsen and all, you know, all these sort of great 80s amazing British skateboarders, you know, there's hundreds, hundreds of people in there that disappeared and came and went. So I'm trying to names like back then, like Aaron Bleasdale or, but you always had the legendary American skaters in these magazines, every advert, so Mike Valelli and Tony Hawk, you know, Stevie Cab, uh, Mike McGill, it was always, the whole pill thing was huge then anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I was, and there was so many, there's been so many great people and it just never seems to have ceased. It's, it's progressed. And it's, it's, it's amazing the amount of people I've seen sort of come and go through that industry. You know, even if, as a person, like, I'm, I was I was involved in the industry for a while, but, like, as I said, it's like, if you're reading magazines, you're updated and stuff all the time, you, you see you see people coming and going, and a few years later, you're like, oh, I remember them, you know, like, what are they doing? Or you see them skating again, which is... Uh, but I it was okay. So in Britain, there was a death box team who then changed to flip. But death box was like a sort of main team. Like Guy Dundee, believe it or not, where McCaffrey rode for that team, and he was only nine. Jesus. Of <laughs> so I remember watching that video and being like, "No oh, way! So who's this? This, this kid Scottish?" And then he turned up at Levy, and I was only about eleven. And I might watching and I'm like. Whoa, <laughs> and he is still skating hard, man. So, Blair must be about 38. So, and he's asked you see him on Instagram all the time, posts this stuff that he's getting. It's like amazing, man. He's got such determination, and he just he never he's, he's, he's always skating. I don't think he's about, I think he's always quit. Aye, you know. So, aye, there you go. Aye, so uh, <laughs> it's, it's aye, a, lot, a lot of various. People have always been around the British industry. And it's good to hear some British names, because obviously, like say even myself, who was never really into it, like, I never done skateboarding as such. So it's good to hear some British names, because they're so used yeah. to hearing the you know, Tony Hawks, yeah. Steve Caballeros yes. and all that stuff. Yeah. You're so used to hearing them. And you, it's, it's nice to hear that there is... There was a British scene, and there was a lot of British. Yeah, British yeah, there, there certainly was. But back then, skateboarding the eighties, and as soon as you had a skateboard, people took an instantaneous dislike. <laughs> you. No, that's, see, that's so true, man. I used to get, man, I used to get a good chase when I was like twelve. Two boys with golf clubs, Livy. <laughs> I, I used to watch gangs of people come. So I'd be standing at the park by the time I was seventeen, eighteen. I'd be at the back, like the back of the park, unaware, with headphones in, stoned in my fucking mind, and just watching, watching people run away. And I'm like, what the f did they then, you know? And I turned around, there was like 14, 15 boys with bats. And normally, because you, you're around the centre of two at a time, you normally know about 10 of them at school. <laughs> and they're like, all oh, right, Ben. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? You know, I'm fucking, I'm right here, I'm on my own. You know what I mean? It's like, it's quite obvious you're going to fucking murder me. So, <laughs> you won, so just fucking go, you know what I mean? Like, just, I'll, I'll see you at school on Monday. But it was like, <laughs> so it was like, it was kind of like, during the sort of 90s as a skateboarder, people didn't, people did not really like it. And when you met another skateboarder, which is something I'll come back to, by the way, in regards to communication and social, socially as well, 
when you when you're in the eight uh, sorry nineties of skateboard, if you seen somebody else with a skateboard, you'd be like, "Well, all right." And nine times out of ten, they'd be like, "Oh hi, how's it going?" Yeah, I mean, they'd be they'd be genuinely nice to you, and you, you fuck, you could be their best friend and live in their house by the end of the day. <laughs> that, that's, that's true. That is like such a, a, a close knit community of, of people that want to just do something that's creative, right? Which is absolutely amazing in my. And then so, but. But in regards to our public's view, then people, you were just a fucking low like scumbag <laughs> who's, oh, you're a fucking road to destruction. You're going nowhere. You're a, you've got a skateboard. You must be heroin. You're a, you're a skateboarder. What are you going to destroy today? What, 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 you know, and it's like, well, no, that we're just actually just having fun. When, when, you, when you think about it, the worst thing you ever done was make a wee scratch in a railing. <laughs> Well, exactly. I, mean, I used to board, did I used to board slide people's cars and shit. So it was like, <laughs> I'm fucking, oh, I've done some damage, like, but that's, not, and that's me working. I take that back. I take that back. There was times where, obviously, there was some form of vandalism, but you, you, it's not like you went out your road to try and really upset somebody. <laughs> no, you're just Sounds like happen. a board slide in a car, <laughs> like. <laughs> that's skatable. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I uh, but I anyway, and, and now in, in regards to how skateboarding is now, there's so many people. It's got such an adverse community, so it's like you know, it's like they've the, the, got LGBTQ involved, they've got uh, transgender skaters, they've got, and it's it's a wide, wide, wide variety now, you know, and, and it's great. And, and fuck, it's on every fruit shoot advert you probably tell. <laughs> Yeah, it's like so. There's no avoiding it. Like I went to the co-op the other day, and then they're adverting the co-op and somebody board sliding the fucking rail, and I'm like, so that if that was if that was thirty years ago or twenty five years ago, it would just never have been seen. Yeah, you know, I used to wake up on, the, on a Saturday morning and put on a program for I five, or sometimes I'd find Transworld on Channel Four at like six in the morning, <laughs> and fucking. Nobody watches it. It's like somebody playing kabaddi. <laughs> you know what kabaddi is? You know well, what I'm saying? I, I, re- I recognise it, but so I can't remember what it is. It was a game. It was like the official, uh, official game, like an official game of tig. <laughs> it was played in sand with people in like in Afghanistan. You know, <laughs> in, in like a square pitch, you know, a square sand thing. And it was, it was pretty... That's become popular now, by the way. Yeah, I've seen that. It's like parkour ticket. It's like parkour. Parkour ticket tag. They've got big, massive, like climbing frame looking things. And they just fucking, they get, I don't know, it's like half a minute to a minute, something like that. And they evade the person. They evade the person. They just fucking bomb. It looks unreal. It's just adverse, just adverse things, man. So it was like, as I said, it was never, and then suddenly it, it decided to change in the year 2000, I think, you know, became very acceptable. What's I, mean, like, I, I, I mean, sitting in London with, with two guys from Sony and they handed me the fucking Tony Hawk game on a demo. And I was sitting, oh, I was sitting talking to Matt Hoffman. Which oh, nice. Fucking Because I'm like, I didn't even realise it was, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Matt Hoffman, he was like, Hi. I'm like, I didn't, I, I didn't like say hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hi, I almost know. Fucking nice to meet you. So it was like, hi, it was like, I, it, took, it took a mass. Tony, I think Tony Hawk was massive. 
yeah. I don't think people I don't think people like to talk about that, maybe recognise that. Because maybe people are like, oh he's commercial or a seller or whatever in Europe. He's done a lot of Yeah, he's made it more mainstream to the normal yeah, eye of so. people. That's yes. it, like that's the thing, the likes of him, he's he's also made it almost like a career for some of these guys like yeah, guys before, yeah. like even maybe like see yourself who was so interested in skateboarding, but probably didn't almost seem like, oh, I can actually do this as a career. Where yes, all of a sudden now, Tony Hawk's okay made it mainstream. But yes, now now these guys that loved skating all the time can now go actually, I can, can pursue I can, it. I can do this yeah. for life. Yeah, but yeah. You, can, you can certainly provide new, providing your spark, providing you that to try to teach that to a younger man is a difficult task. <laughs> a young guy, you don't give a fuck much. Like they don't care, man. Really. But what, what, um, yeah, you're right. He's took he's took himself and made a name for himself, made businesses and made wages eligible and accessible for people yeah. who are willing to put the time on the scale, which is incredible. So I. Praise, praise Tony Hawk. I never thought I'd ever say that, but praise, praise Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, I, when, when you look at it from a business perspective, then uh, you, you'll see how, how well he's done, man. And he has, man, he's got like 60 billion net. Yeah. Know, like, it's fucking incredible, man. So like, like you kind of saying there about like it being a tight knit community, I remember so the first time I met you, actually in person, first time <laughs> we met was what would it be now about two years ago now yeah 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 first time That's we right. met escape down at aberdeen beach yeah and i remember like coming up to you saying hello and all this stuff but everyone there seemed to know you everyone and i don't even know if some of them did know you but it just seemed like everyone was just mates everyone was mates yeah, there's a it's, a it's a good community man obviously there's there's politics within that community I've had my well, exactly. You'll usual no ice hockey. And, yeah. In fact, there's probably better fighting. There's better fighting in ice hockey than there is in skateboard. Man. Yeah, we just we just punch each other's puss in. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> we we just talk fight. about we we normally talk about it to another skateboarder first. I fucking don't like that guy. And then it'll eventually, because it's such a close net, it goes up and they come and see you and they're like, "What did you say?" And you're like, "Nothing, nothing." nothing. <laughs> I never see that. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean it. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. like, I never actually meant to say that. There was a bit of a, oh, it was a, bit of a fucking moment in my head. No, so, but uh, uh, yeah, so uh, it's, uh, skateboarding as a whole, man, it's a very close community. So dealing with the industry, I, I've had certain things where I've had a team manager leave a company. Yep. Then I've left either like a shoe company, you go to a different shoe company. And then six months in the line, this team manager ends up running that shoe company. <laughs> so it's like you'll end up with the same people interacting with you during yeah. the process or the ones that want to stick about. There's some people yeah. have just been, you, and they, they go and they pursue something else. But that's uh, right, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good community overall. I'm not going to argue it, but there's some fucking people that I don't like either, man. <laughs> you know, I've, 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 I've had disputes with somebody and they'll be like, well, why is that guy even <laughs> Trying to have his own company and all that shit, you know. <laughs> awesome. You know, I should have never let that guy touch my dick. <laughs> Better feelings or whatever. <laughs> anyway, okay. What, what else do you go in store for me? What else? <laughs> with, you, with you starting picking up a skateboard at such a, a young age um, and until now, where's 
probably the best place that you've been able to go and skate. Right, okay, right, right. Either in Scotland okay. or if you've been able to travel with it. Right, I've, I've, yeah, I've done a fair share of travel and most predominantly within Europe, Eastern Europe, places like Germany, or been in Bulgaria and places like that. So it's like, if you normally head with architecture, so that's it. Yeah. Uh, okay, my favourite places are, wow, that's so hard. And the, the reason <laughs> being is because skateboard has changed so much and parts are everywhere now. So yeah. it's like you can, fuck, you can walk at your doorstep and you, you trip and fall and smash your face and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm in the skate park now. <laughs> you know, like, before, but I always wanted to go to Marseille, right? I went to Marseille. And it was the weirdest thing because the guy who helped design Levy, Kenny Owen, uh, and Enoch, well, the late Enoch, unfortunately died long after Levy was built. Uh, so I always had this, this thing, because it was only Livingston and Marseille were kind of fell they were in competition back in the 90s, right? Before all these other parks came out of anywhere. However, I ended up in Marseille, which was a fucking experience. And I'll tell you about the guns and everything in a minute. <laughs> this is, it's true. It's fucking true, by the way. So, and, and, and the hooker wiping her dash over mate's car. I'll tell you about that. <laughs> uh, right, so, I get to Marseille, and I, I, I was there for about five days initially. So, the, one of the first nights in there, I get in, and uh, I'm skating around, man, you know, fucking hustled by a couple of Moroccans to buy a tiny bit of weed for Stupid fucking amount of cent. Dussault, Dussault. Like 200 <laughs> fucking francs or something like that. Fuck it was back then. Before the Euro. I'm trying to Dussault. I was thinking it was about Franks. Was it Franks? Is it French? Aye, I think was so. It, was it Franks? I think so. It sounds uh, right. Frank, Franck, France. Uh, Franck. Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds right. So, <laughs> it'll do. It'll do. <laughs> we'll fact so check after. Hustled <laughs> with a couple of Moroccans. Blah, blah. It was the usual fucking nonsense you get in skate parks and this guy comes in and this guy standing with a, 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 an old sort of corduroy baseball cap on a checkered shirt a pair of cargo sort of trouser shorts and a sort of vanish chucker boots and a pair of glasses and a keychain and he is this guy is a, the spitting image of the guy that I grew up with that helped design Livingston this guy done the exact same joke for Marseille and the two of them were identical. <laughs> you know, it was like, Kenny never knew about this guy until I came back and I'm like, you're not going to fucking believe this. You've got a twin. <laughs> and, and fucking Marseille, doing the same joke as you, a clone. And uh, he always told me like the Bermuda Dragon Triangle thing with Livy and Marseille. Because Livy was so famous and Marseille was so famous. You know, the only two door concrete parks were that size. In, the, in France and in, and then in Scotland, I mean, so it was it was bizarre, man. So that so Marcy always wanted to skate, and I really, 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 really loved to be there. It was an excitement. It was I just wanted me out, man. So I went there a few times in my days. In fact, Tony Hawk was shouting my name out at a competition for the Quicksilver Bull Riders Cup, and I was stuck in Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> because I decided to drag Stu Graham on his 18th birthday, he can weigh me because I didn't even want to be missed this. And, I, and because he lost his passport between connection flights, he couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> and it's, 
So it was either me and doing and attending this massive invitational pole riders company like Omar Hassan and Alan Peterson and really fucking getting in about it or late time with my mate and then Charles de Gaulle in the fucking like a greenhouse airport just covered in glass and sweating for 12 hours whilst being dressed in black which was fucking dedication I'd have just told him yeah. to get to fuck. No, no, man, no. It was, it was my fault. Like, because I was like, Stu, man, you need to come, you need to fucking come with us because you're going to love it. And he lost his passport. So he, had, he, had, he got escorted back on the plane with two copper with guns while I was behind him trying to take pictures on a throwaway camera. <laughs> Scanning the fucking thing to get to the next number. Like, so escorted, escorted him with guns, man. And I'm like, he done was lose his passport. You know? <laughs> we end up back in Edinburgh, and my dad fucking turns up in Edinburgh airport, and he's just like, "He's too kind of Edinburgh." You know, so it was like, but I'm not going to end of the day, man. I fucking like, I grew up with the motherfucker. I dragged him every I could possibly drag him, and I would never fucking really. You know just I mean, imagine it now, like us going away to France or whatever. I <laughs> suck at And one of these cunts have left their passport. And exactly. Like, what would you plane. do? <laughs> I can't get on the plane. Leave the cunt there. I'm waiting for fucking merit. I'll see you later. <laughs> Fresh powder. <laughs> All right. I'm not, I'm not giving that up because Joe Bloggs has left his passport at home. Joe Bloggs. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're, you're mate, you know what I mean? So, but I, anyway, there you go. So I, I would say... There's so many parks I've been in. There's, there's so many. So you know, okay, skateboarding's weird. You go and skate a turn one day and have the best session of your life, or you can go to the best skate park in the world and have the fucking time of your life. It just depends on how you are feeling that day. Yeah. And I don't mean motivation. It's motivated as fuck. Because sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it doesn't we know feel the feeling. Like, <laughs> that, that, well, <laughs> we know. That, that's it, you know. So, anyway, there you go. So, I'll, 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 I'll leave uh, Martin Marseille, which. I better explain before you that question up because the second time I went to Marseille, have any of you guys ever seen Lahain, the film? No? No. no. Go and, if you get a chance to watch Lahain, go and watch it. It's, it's based on mad sort of fucking thunk behaviour within Northern Quarter. Now, Northern Quarter, the police don't really go in, right? So I've accidentally stumbled into Northern Quarter. No realised. I went into a bar in Northern Quarter, right? Now, this is, it was me and five English folks. I've got two Scousers, three Londoners. Yeah, well, one for Romford, because he wouldn't like to be classed as a fucking a Londoner. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so it's outside. So he was, he's in Romford. So anyway, gets into this bar, and they go up to the bar, and there's tables lined towards a mini sort stage. So it's like a, a fucking single alleyway with a bar on the left. And tables and chairs in the right, this stage of it. Right? So I goes in, I sit at the table, and the boy and my mate shouts, like, well, a beer, and I'm like, cool, get us a beer. So he grabs me a beer and he puts it on my table, he goes back to the bar, and I'm sitting fumbling my pockets, trying to look for a fucking lighter. So I pulls out my fags, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, just kind of relax here. And back in the days where you could smoke inside places, which was incredible, yeah, I really missed. And uh, there's three guys, three guys sitting next to me. One's got like fucking a pinky on and a baggy hoodie and baggy trousers, and they all look pretty fucking rugged, hardcore sort of young guys. Now the week prior, England had been England had bet Marseille football. Now I don't follow football. 
So I can tell because how the hell can England beat Marseille? Well, there we go. This was 19, this was 1998, man. 98, 99, something like that. Okay. That's it. You're on about the French World It was France who played the World Cup that year in 98. Oh, right, okay. France France won 98, though. Right, okay. Right, it, maybe, okay. it might have been group stages, I'm not sure. Uh, well, as, as, as far as I was aware, England had fucking bet them the week prior. I don't know that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so I'm sitting in that. I, I just look at this guy and I'm like, excuse me, have you got a lighter at all? And, and he, like, <laughs> he just looks at me and sniggers. Fucking looks at his mates. And they hand me a lighter. And I'm like, oh, thank, thank you, merci. Right? Whatever. Try to get my vocabulary correct. <laughs> and I hands, I hands this fucking lighter back and I see that like, they're all fucking hoots getting some pulling bags of weed and well and I'm like, no way, man. You know, then they pull out guns and stick them on the fucking table. <laughs> they're looking at me and I'm like, uh, fuck, right. No, 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 I should have just said, look, I'm no English. <laughs> but they would have just thought I was English because I would have said the word English. I was like, I better not fucking say it. So they've just gave me some fucking funny looks, man. And I was like, right, okay, this is just oh, the environment. I'm going, I can't even relax here. <laughs> so I, me and me and me and this boy Stephen King. Stephen King, his name was Kingy. He was a photographer. I was like, look, man, I don't think we should be here. This is a bit fucked up. So me and him left. <laughs> me and him left and slept in a four galaxy. Or I slept outside the four galaxies. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up with a nice tiny lizard from my face and shit. But, uh, aye, so that was like a bit scary. And the week prior to that, I met this guy, Nick, who was a photographer, was driving in, and he got to life. This hooker came out, whipped her gas shoot, and was wiping the front of his, his fucking head motor. And he was like, so he couldn't really go anywhere. And he looked across to the right, and there was a guy holding a gun that he built, like basically Jesus. showing him a gun, saying, You need to go and fuck her and find me. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm gonna fucking shoot you. So Nick decided Jesus. to like reverse and put the boot down and go through the lights. He's alright, he go away. It was like fuck man, fuck Marseille is an alley place, you know. I was gonna, just the way it's saying Marseille sounds lovely. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go in there ever <laughs> on the dream. <laughs> well I, I think I remember going down to the beach to obviously get a wash because it was <laughs> I, I actually, I, I, I ended up in Marseille on a fucking gyro, man. I, I, Tony Blair had gave me an extra 80 quid accidentally because I signed that. And uh, it came, my, my gyro came through. And then, I, and then uh, oh, sorry, I, I never came. And then two days later, I went into the door and I'm like, oh, my fucking gyro. And I made a big fuss about it, like a right in head. And uh, they, the, the fucking, they gave me one on the spot and I cashed it in the ass of the post office and they totally got me to sign this for me say if your other gyro appears then you, you need to bring this back and it fucking came the next morning and I went and cashed it and I was like fucking peace out man so I, was like, oh, I, went, to, so I went, went to Marseille well I hung out 120 quid for Two weeks to live on, man. So There's so many different types of cheese. I don't even like cheese. And, and it was cool, man. It was, it was like, nice. anyway, there was, there was a million scenarios like that. A room scheme. I've ended up in scenarios where I'm like, so, sorry. So obviously you're uh, you're you're on a bit like your photographer mates and stuff like that. You know, yeah. you started to gain you know a little bit of popularity in the skateboard kind of scene. So. 
and you'd done some like magazine shoots as well. How, yeah. how were they? Were were they kind of were they all set up for shooting? Was it or did well, you just go and skate and they just shot or? You just that, that's exactly if you if you if you if a company arranged a tour. So there's fucking eight or nine years on a tour, or depending on roughly like three, ten people on a tour, and you're there where a, a photographer is designated and paid by that company. Advertising marketing, you know what I mean? That's just the size. So you would then get a segment in that magazine that month, you're on a tour. Uh, during that time, somebody would be like, oh, you're writing a shoe company, can you do an advert for that? So you either wear the same photographer or a different photographer. And you just go and shoot something you wanted to shoot. All the, if it was a comp, you turn up at a comp and if you fucking excelled at a comp, your, your picture would be in Sidewalk or Document or whatever magazine, you know, at that point would have been came out. So when I, I lived in, I ended up buggering off to the South for a while and I went to writing for a week and I stayed there for six months. So I, I slept in an airbed in a cupboard in an office for months. <laughs> it was the greatest thing I've ever done because I ended up with. I ended up writing for fucking Richter and Independent put me on. So I, I managed to write, I ended up writing for all these companies that I looked at years prior and been like, oh man, I wish I could write for them. And it fucking happened. And it just and it was just by being there and skating and, and being involved and turning up to cops every weekend and fucking busting my fucking ass off. And, and you know, I was just... Basically, you just get really stoned and drunk. Skate <laughs> really fucking well, and that's and you wouldn't notice it because you're just in this like such a fucking focused thing, and you're like, this is just incredible, man. People are just doing shit, and you're like, I fucking want a piece of that. You know, I, yeah. I really want to fucking, do, I want to do that. So you'll go and do it. You know what I mean? Because you're just like, this is what you love and what you fucking want in your existence at that point in time. So you, you're just you're feeding, you're just feeding after people that are. In the same zone as you are, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's fucking. It's just like a massive social, you know, four-wheeled orgy. <laughs> you know, you, you just never. You just can. You climax just continually. That's that's the only way. And is, that, it, and, is that how you're describing skateboarding? That we should put that, that on a poster somewhere. That, that is how I can Four describe orgy, skateboarding. skateboarding. When you when you're deep 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 inside a session. <laughs> deep inside the session that's you are just on the fucking precipice of ejaculate <laughs> <laughs> and it's great and it's just it's like that until you fucking decide to sit down and open up that tense can you know what I mean Steve this was a book <laughs> we were reading on skateboarding and that was the synopsis <laughs> brilliant <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the only way it's just such a, a great environment to be in and, and obviously everybody you'll meet at these clubs normally the same people you would meet every time apart from you get the young up and comers and the people who are older eventually sort of dwindle you know I mean or they would go and become something you know and all these young would be up and coming so as you as you get older you watch these guys coming man like 13 and you rip in your life his nature, I can't even, you know. I mean, it's like, and it's, it's the same room. I like with skate parks, and I watch kids do this most simplest and basic things on a skateboard. This because there's so many of them now, and it's such a different environment. And I, I'm just like, this is great, man. You know, what I mean, it's like because you know what that feels like, you know, I know yeah. You and when you're learning anything, that fucking snowboard, you know, it's like playing ice hockey, 
You know what I mean? Just like yeah. you'll you'll feed off that, and it's such a a great thing. And when somebody there's never a jealousy factor mm-hmm. in skateboarding. I mean, it's not like you're fucking touching my wife snatch. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really fucking angry with you. As you're, like, oh, you're, 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 you're touching it, so I'm, I'm pretty happy. You're a good guy. Oh, no. <laughs> he's like, he's a good guy. I wouldn't mind him touching the wife snatch. <laughs> Skateboarding, you're like, oh, you just done that, man. That's fucking incredible. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's a different, it's like a really, really happy jealousy. Yeah, yeah, you know I, get what what mean? Mean. <laughs> I get what you mean. Yeah, the other one is just a fucking negative jealousy. You're like, man, look, you can't be doing that. Even it's it is something you see like if i'm if i'm watching some of these stuff you do see a lot of them you know when like a guy makes a trick that was like you no know, unreal outstanding no yeah. one's ever done it so i think you see them all huddling around going that's fucking amazing yeah. whereas uh, there's uh, other places in sports you just go like oh very fucking very good, good. <laughs> 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 fucking prick on your power maybe, so maybe maybe in that case maybe skateboarders or skateboarders as a, as a, as a People maybe those sensitive about maybe that's what I'm. I'm queer. <laughs> so like, I'm like, fuck you, you can't I hate you. And then but I always... like, some, somebody says that to me, and I'm like, oh fuck hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm really gutted. I'll think about it for weeks. You know what I mean? It's like, but it's, anyway, I, I think I think skateboarders are mostly socially. You, you kind of almost you almost see it in like that kind of extreme sport world yeah. i don't know if it's because they they see the risk and they know the risk yeah, to some of these the stuff yeah. they get from it yeah. i think like if you're watching like the x games or any like i kind of watch more snowboard and stuff but um if you're watching them do any like kind of big ramp stuff or regardless of what the competition is and what it is they're competing for yeah someone goes and pulls off this like sick ridiculous trick once they all come down to the bottom of the run, they're all going mental for each other, but you yeah. might just have beat somebody to first place and won fucking $5 million and you don't give a shit five, about it. He's like, also thinking, what a prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, 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 that, that depends on the nature of that person. I think, I think it draws a worldwide... But I think as, as, as a majority, I think, I think people are mostly... They want, they want to see somebody prevail. Yeah, you want to see yeah, the community do well. Yeah, what you want to see, you want to see somebody make something, try and fucking ass up. Like, well done, man. Well done, fucking. You battled that, and you got it. You know, so that's. I think that's where it's an overcoming and a challenge. I think it's a challenge. Like, it's good to see. It's good to see. Yeah, yeah. There's some people in this world that fucking like to see drop dead. The <laughs> majority of people. I like to see them prevail <laughs> and, and, and fucking have a have a good life. <laughs> no one for most people. I'm trying to thank you. I'm trying to thank you. Actually, I better not go into that. I better not go into that. <laughs> I thought you were waiting to come up with the uh, the list. Was it from? Was it Billy Madison? Is it Billy Madison? What he's going to oh. list, list all yeah. the guys. I would not listen. There's no time for That's for another day. for another day. You can't. You can't behave. If it was 20 years ago, man, I would have been fucking sitting here saying, "You owe me 15 quid for that half cue. I'm going to come around and push through your letterbox. You know, fucking, you know what I mean? Watch your still while you're sleeping. That shit, you know. Like, but you, you can't behave. Forever, forever. 
Yeah. Him when you're fun. See, see, with you touching on some of your sponsors when you were riding competitions and stuff, uh, what were yeah. some of your first sponsors and how did some of them come around? Wow, right, okay. There was no internet. There was no internet. There was no internet. It was black and white. There was uh, everybody wore Russian hats. It was freezing. <laughs> no, uh, in, in the 90s, man, skateboarding it was a gradual affair of growing. Yeah. Uh, it, t- it, went, it went through a real fucked up phase where it looked really weird between sort of 91, 92. Everybody looked really baggy and, and, and fucking bizarre, you know. And then it tidied itself up. And then, uh, oh, what was the question, man? Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> 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 what, were, what were some of your first sponsors? Oh, right, you? okay, right. Yeah. Fuck, all right. Sorry, man. Sorry, right. Okay. So, basically, but, okay, sponsorship in the early 90s was hard to come by, right? That's what I was trying to say. Tidied itself up. And uh, in 90. In six, I think, was my first sponsor. It was Boardwise in Edinburgh, which was yeah. surfing, snowboarding, skateboarding. Who was who run that? Justin Westcott and I, Brian, owned it. I think he called me sad one day because I'd never snowboarded or something. I did eventually. <laughs> I, did, I did the year after. I went to Switzerland fucking snowboarding, but it was a uh, he. Uh, yeah, he was quite a funny guy, but he. So Cubic got me involved. Cubic's a bit of a godfather within Scottish skateboard, man. He's, he was in he was in Thrasher when like '88 and that hmm. did a front <laughs> rock and Libby Pipe. So he got me, he got me in that. So board wise came along. Oh, oh. And then a couple a, a year or two later, a year later, I ended up writing for a company called Northern who were based in Brighton, which was where I oh. I think we've, we've lost, lost them. We've lost them. We've lost them. We've lost them. We've lost them. Has he got to come back? <laughs> the Kraken's still picture, though. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. We had some uh, technical te- technical difficulties. I'm having some technical difficulties speaking. But uh, yeah, so we'll ask the question again. Uh, what were some of the first uh, sponsorships you had, Ben, when you started? Right, okay. Uh, so, uh, with, uh, 96, it was board-wise. Then 97, it was adult clothing, so I was writing for both of them at the same time. So normally people start off with a show sponsor because they're normally a local skateboarder in that area and they help promote skateboarding in that area, which is cool. Yep. Uh, and then what happened, I end up in a shoe company or a board company. I end up strictly writing for a board company, which was Dynasty. Okay. Um, they were dead and gone now, man, a long time ago. Uh, and after that, I end up writing for... A company called Panic, which was Phase Seven, so Panic Blueprint. So Blueprint was like Britain's biggest sort of cool skateboarding brand back then, you know. So it was kind of nice to be a part of that or be recognised by that company who yeah. had that company. You know, they made it was like they made a sister company. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, but I was obviously we were the weaker pussies. So, <laughs> so that's kind of fucking, you know, that's kind of the truth. And then uh, uh, after that, Dayton. I met Dayton because he rode for adult clothing. And uh, so me and him done a lot of fucking discussions and chat and talking. He ended up being a rep for a Globe. And he ended up coming up to my, I got my first flat, I was young, so he came up. And he, I used to fucking hot rock burn his t-shirts and uh, <laughs> get, a, get a really wasted when he was in And uh, fucking, me and him just started, we should start filming, really. He was just filming everything on his travels. Uh, so 
he was eventually put his own board company together, which was Kill City and turned me for one. At that point, I was writing for Indy and Richter, uh, like hardware, some hardware company too, and some bearing company. Fucking, I was like, I'm trying, it was like speed demons or some shit like that. <laughs> I was like, so I, I, at one point, I think it was like nine companies I was dealing with. So I got to ride for companies. It was like my shoe company was America, and I worked for them for 10 years. And I was like, oh, I was like super privileged to be a part of that. I was the only person in Scotland that fucking managed to get a deal with. At that point, I ran for in. Oh, he's going the, like that. I was, I was the only person in the whole country. And I was like, right, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? It's like, this is, this is the best of fucking year in my eyes. You know what I mean? So it put me on loads of tours and travel and demos and... I got to see some weird shit, man. I had dinner with the fuck. <laughs> I had dinner. I had dinner with the fucking prodigy one night, and uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 end up, I end up with the fun loving criminals fucking uh, manager one night. I end up getting steaming with Brandon Block one night. And the fun loving criminals manager was trying to feed me fucking massive amounts of cocaine, <laughs> which was which definitely definitely. Go fucking tanked, and then it was like, so that was pretty funny. Uh, so anyway, it was uh, the whole sort of building was was party. When you're in when you're in that environment after a couple of years, depending on your behaviour, if you're going to skate and be skating all the time, folk will fucking recognise you more, and you will end up with more scenarios and more gear, and people will fucking. <laughs> You, you you just end up traveling with more people and meeting more people. Do you know it's it's all that's 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 sort of cycle, which is is, is good. Uh, so I, I there you go. I so many fucked up nights and <laughs> you know like lying. I mean stewing in, in the back of a chicken factory in Yuki, and a guy for a guy for fucking Livingston Village appeared in a car. <laughs> he was staying there as, as Av came staggering out this fucking alleyway we're, we're covered in vomit <laughs> my mum's Lila Jacob <laughs> and I fucking minced and he took me back to the hotel I was in and when I woke up at four in the morning with the guy who owned the hotel he was in my room and he looks at me <laughs> fucking okay to order this fucking dresser and he's like is that for yours and I said aye he goes can I have some? He was a fucking rad dude. He was so nice. But, uh, he, uh, he, he thought I was like, out the fucking cell, man. Like, just, and he gave me, a, he came back and gave me a pint of cold fucking fresh orange juice, man. Because I was, I'd done about 15 Zambukas had set on fire. I think I nearly set myself on fire. Too. <laughs> I was, and I ended up behind a chicken factory buying fucking mail gear or something. Anyway, that's uh, really, that, this has got nothing to do with the industry. Let's just, it's good stories, though. This is just, a, a matter of, this is me just remembering things that were a fucking blurred, blurred fate, a blurred fucking memory as I was thinking about points in time with companies I was associated with. So I was representing the companies, but I was just... What a representative. <laughs> oh, you were absolutely right. After the work was done, it just became a fucking mess after a while. And in fact, one of the guys who, who used to regularly hang out with us or at sea in Brighton at the time, 
he eventually had a fucking heart attack, man, because Jesus. of the amount of fucking madness that was going on, you know? So, anyway, that's... So, anyway, that, this, the, the same time as I met the fun-loving criminals manager, that, which was pretty mental. Uh, so that you... night, the night, the, the night just before, the dinner time prior to that, I'd went up to my hotel room to go and pick up my rucksack, and as I opened my door, there's four guys at home all standing naked. <laughs> the door was ajar. The door was open a bit. And I'm like, I've just fucking pushed and I'm like, oh, fuck, you're naked, you're naked. They had, they, had, they had these two chicks on the bed and they were, basically one of them had put a tumbler on one of them snatch. And they were all kind of like peering into this glass. Like it was some sort of fucking wishing well. Is this, little, is, it, is this the four-wheel dodgy you were on about? <laughs> Dude, this was the... Uh, basically, my mate, this guy, Piano, was just sitting in the corner of the room, naked. There was nothing happening. They were just naked watching this fucking show where they, where they kind of... I'm like, some sort of biology fucking class for cane-fueled nutters. I should have stopped the I'm like... I, just, well, I just look. I mean, just look there. I look at these these fucking two birds, and I just started laughing. <laughs> I, I picked up my bag and I went back to have my dinner. I was like, I'm not joining in on that. Fuck my, that my, my mate was sitting at the dinner table. I was like, don't even bother getting up the room, man. He was like, he says, I've already fucking heard about it. You know what I mean? I was just like, what the fuck, dude? You know? So I was like, so that was it. I think, and the, the aspect of the whole trade. Skateboarding getting out of control was the fact that when you're away, people get yeah. When you go into with them, that just draws attention, man, for a completely different angle. So you've got people for all walks of them, instead of just people when they see somebody skate. <laughs> you, you, honestly, man, there was times I couldn't even move getting off buses, and there was times, and I'm like, what the fuck, you know, and then look. Then normally they'll look at me and be like, the fuck are you? And I'm like, skateboarder, man, is involved with this crowd, you know what I mean? Like, you got an idea alive with me? <laughs> I fuck it, just like. So I, I, I think, uh, I, that was during the course of time and dealing with companies, you'd, you'd end up with different companies with different aspects on that sport, right? This is what I'm trying to <laughs> Right, so as a sensible conversation, you'll end up with people that are all different within that industry. Ones that are no better, ones that try to take care of you, ones that don't give a fuck, and ones that will just um, fuel you full of drugs and send you. Them. <laughs> I actually walked into a fucking mirrored wall in Brighton, a nightclub. I thought it was just a fucking the rest of the club man. I'd, I'd, shoveled, I'd shoveled MDMA up the nose. Because nobody, nobody had ever shown me what to actually do with it, so I mixed it in with a whole batch of ching and walloped it and decided to walk into a fucking wall. And when I looked at the right of me, there was people sitting on my couch just looking at me, and I'm like, oh, wow, right. Right? <laughs> that was me heading over to the toilet, which is never fucking that way. <laughs> Funny shit, man. <laughs> uh, skateboarding, skateboarding can be a funny one. You can end up really mad scenarios and good and bad, to be honest, man. You know, if you can live in a fucking beach for two weeks with a fiver, then you should be a skateboarder. That's, that's, that's the truth. If you like cheese and baguettes, 
and you can you can and dodge you like four wheeled orgies exactly and if you can dodge needles on a beach with your bare feet you should be a skateboarder like, that's, that's, that's think, true they're true yeah. I think with you okay. uh, touching on kind of having dinner and stuff with famous people Ben yeah. um, coming away from like the prodigy and stuff we'll move back to the, the skateboard and kind of walk a life um, who's some of the biggest names that you've ever been able to skate with and who yeah. would you love to have skated with dead or alive oh wow right okay I reckon who's an, an authentic sort of leader or, or some sort of inspirational try to think man there's been so many different styles and methods of skaters yeah like the, I know people that know these people I sound like a dick but like Christina Soy or something or like Eric Dresden or something you know back in the, somebody I would have loved to have met and, and I've, never, I've never came in contact with but I've came in contact with some big wigs and it's been it's been quite it's weird, man, because I never get starstruck. I can you can sit maybe a a, a musical band or something, you know. What I mean, I'm like, hey, cool, whatever. You know, some <laughs> somebody that's famous, I'm like, all right, whatever. But if you put me with a famous skateboarder, I'm like, oh fuck, no way, you know, it's like hello there. Anywhere they kind of behave yourself a bit better, you know. So but I just say I'm trying to think like Neil Blender or somebody, you know, somebody that's been a Matt Hensley. There's there's a fucking name. That's he was an amazing skateboarder. He actually became the accordion player in the Flogging Molly. Okay. <laughs> so I think it was all sorry, I, I, I don't know if he ended up I don't know if he stayed on the the East Coast and was sort of represented with sort of the Boston sort of area or whatever, but you know what that's like Irish fucking mad, so I think it's end up in that scenario where that, that sort of crowd of folk and the last yeah. I seen him was having a black suit on and playing an accordion for them. So. <laughs> uh, 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 let skateboard take you down all different types of paths, you know? So when you, you're dealing with creative folk that are creative, then you'll deal with folk with media, you you know, folk making videos, folk fucking, what the folk that are musically talented, you'll, you'll end up involved with because all you're trying to do is generate something cool. Yeah. You know, so... Anyway, I so uh, companies will lead you to different paths, and, and, and anyway, the, the other side of that's coming in towards uh, skateboarders that are older, that have been inspirational, that have run companies that you end up riding for as well. So it's like it's like that. It's just like a spider web, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, man. <laughs> you, you touched as well uh, earlier as well, riding with. Uh, with Dayton as part of a company that yes. you were both sponsored by. And people that um, are listening, Dayton was part of the Dirty Sanchez crew back in the day, um, yeah. which, which was a phenomenal watch on MTV. <laughs> I think a lot, a yeah. lot of my childhood was spent watching it. So, like, is that how you kind of became friends with the rest of Dirty Sanchez? Be, or? Well, they were at comps anyway. They, they all skated. Every single one of them was a skateboarder. So yeah. I used to be comps. And they were there anyway. But this is before all that. So the weird thing that happened with that with Sanchez, which was incredible, it blew up, is because uh, when Dayton was constantly travelling as being a rep and he was filming. Yep, so he ended up filming like Matt Davies, who was a local Welsh skier who was incredible. He ended up going uh, to meet Ali Cairns to make a section where he was he was fucking friends with Tony Hawk. And he rode for Birdhouse. So yeah. he would meet him when he was obviously back in England, whatever the fuck. And then 
they would just go and film Vert stuff. And then they would come to Livy and live with me. And I would go to the park and take them and be like, okay, let's try this. And we'd do that. And we just, we'd, I think me and Dayton filmed half a section in about a fucking week, which normally takes about four months. And that was just a matter of, and what that was today, where it was just me being there all the fucking time, being wasted and drinking and just being like, I've got fuck all else in this world with this. And this is what I have. So I was very lucky to have had a part in this video that then got made, which was called Pritchard versus Dayton. Okay. So Pritchard and uh, Dayton next to friends anyway. Yeah. Pancho was always on the fucking side lines, kicking about. He used to come and sell me Valium and freestyle in Wales. Pancho <laughs> would, would come in on a fucking Thursday or Friday, throw me some blues, and I'd be like, oh, fuck, there's, some, there's a fiver, man. Thanks very much, Pancho. And I'd, I'd, and I'd, go, I'd go skating with him, you know what I mean? So it was like, so I end up. I got involved with the Welsh crew, which was accidentally, man. It was just me and Dayton. We clicked really fucking well. And I think we had the same sort of views, excellent skateboarding. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and anyway, that video blew up and FHM and Loaded got, got a hold of it. And uh, I think Dave, is it Dave Arnold? Some, somebody for, somebody was behind the scenes of Jackass or something like that. It got a hold of it. Seen the video, told, told Dayton it was the best British skateboard he was ever seen. And I got released in VHS and it done pretty fucking well. And the next minute, MTV, I grasped him because the video was just all fucking hard skateboarding and Joycey and, and the rest of them just being nuts and didn't really fuck each other. So that's, that's, that's how it's so MTV got windy and I guess they thought it was marketable. Yeah, was just great. take it from there. It fucking worked. So, a couple of years later, Dayton stand on her red carpet with Justin. <laughs> so basically, he said to me, "He's like, he said, Ben, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> you know, it's like, and it must be uh, that's just mad." So we've got you, we've got you to thank for for the start of Dirty Sanchez on MTV. Well, fucking I was, I was, I was just in the area. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and when, when, and when the, and when the. That video came out. The Dayton's idea was to make a board company, and he turned me pro, which was very fucking kind of him. And he didn't like the graphic originally. He was like, "I was like, I've got an idea," and he was like, "Nah." <laughs> and we made it. People fucking a lot of people loved it. You know what I mean? So it kind of went doing pretty well. So that was that. Was that. So I, I can't complain. It was really, it was nice. But that 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 was the direction, and it gave obviously put them in a different aspect where. Pritchard's got his own tattoos barbers so he's, he's a business head he's running triathlons and shit like that now Joyce he had a heart attack fuck he's alright he's okay <laughs> Bancho is looking like a fat lump somewhere <laughs> and uh, Dayton I spoke to last night actually which was bizarre so that was it I so it was, it was, it was, I was just like man you need to do a fucking podcast, dude. Yeah, that's, <laughs> next, that's the next question. You need to pick us up so we can get some of the boys on. <laughs> well, uh, you know, let's let's see. If I, I said to him if, if he's going to do it, I might pop in for a laugh. Nice one. But anyway, that's, so that that was that. It was it was nice to be. It was nice to be. Yeah. Being mates with some of the Dirty Sanchez boys must come part and parcel with uh, some injuries. What's some of the worst and fucked up injuries that you've had skateboarding or even hanging around with them? Yeah, you other than a sore big toe. Oh, uh, yeah, other than your, other than your big toe hurting. 
Like that's that, that, that's cool, man. That's that's that's, 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 that's a home injury. That's different. <laughs> uh, fucking, there was always a rule on tour: is if you fuck me any name, they're gonna fucking mess with you. So they never bothered me. They never ever done a fucking thing to me. I got the blame for a couple of things on tour when somebody's fucking woke up with a bottle mag super glue, <laughs> super glue to the to their face, and it wasn't me, man. It fucking wasn't me. There was twelve of us in a room, man, in a hostel in Barcelona. That's exactly so what someone like, would say if they. It wasn't me. I was the only Scottish guy, and I think it was like fucking three English, and the rest was about twenty Welsh folk. <laughs> so I know I was like, it's fucking nothing to do with me, man. So was, this Welsh guy, this Welsh guy, it was him, and he was like, I'll try and solve the mystery. And I'm like, who the So he ended up getting called Poirot the whole fucking time over there. Like, and eventually, it came out. It came out a few years later. Like he fucking eventually owned up to it. And his name as well. It's something, something stupid with that happened, man. So. Anyway, you've not had anything too bad injury wise. No, ankles, man. Ankles are fucking twisted and, and broke and ligaments, like that. But luckily, man, I've been very, very lucky. That's a way you to say that's, an, that's unusual, isn't it? Well, I, I've, fuck, I've smacked my fucking head a few times now. It's like, <laughs> I, I, I fucking put a pop my shoulder, my shoulder in the socket. Just but like, it was like, I was very fucking, oh, I snapped my fingers in a vent. Fucking put my fingers in a vent when I slam, and I mind taking them up and being like, right, fucking go at it again, you know. Carry like, on. <laughs> no option, man, you know. It's like, not much time, you know, trying and complete what you're trying to do, but it was like, aye, man, I, I, my ankles are actually click walking up the stairs, my back's a bit fucking. That's my back's alright, like, I'm, I'm fucking 41 next week, so it's like. I can feel it setting in, man. I think there's something. My spine must be a bit fucked. You know? My neck's fucked. I get whiplash. I got a fucking see my fall the slightest way, man. I get whiplash. If I if I ejaculate too quick, I get whiplash. Fucking is this? You know what that's, you know that's like, man. There's a hundred percent quote of the week. That one. Yeah, that is going on. That's, going that's on. actually it's different. That's called that's called gash lash. <laughs> So, but you kind of mentioning some of the stories through skateboarding. So this is one I always remember, kind of growing up. This is one I was kind of told, but I don't know the full story. And it was something to do with you being kind of the with your name, it got recognised as the Bin Laden. Right, that's right. This was one. This was one I was always told, but never. I never properly get told the full. Wait, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you how. I'll tell you exactly how Chinese fucking whispers happen. This is a, <laughs> this is a prime example of the News of the World. This guy called Colin Jackson, who was a reporter for News of the World, he was just a he was just a fucking journalist. He wanted to create some. So basically, I leaves my flat one night and I goes to get a flight to Dublin. Right, so I'm fucking I gets to the airport. And I'm sitting in the fucking airport with my feet on, the, on, the, on, a, on, a, on a chair because there's like three people waiting on this flight. There's nobody there, man. Yeah. Fucking did. And then the, the police the police come up and they're like, uh, what, I get your feet? And one of them went by me and said, and I'm like, I should, I need bother, man. And they looked, you see, now they're skateboard because you could take them on at that point. 
And he came in and he goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm going skating in Dublin. He said, what's your name? I said, hey, Ben Laden, my name is. They went, all right. So he checked. He just checked my name to see if there was any problems or fucking issues. I had a warrant for my arrest. We went an old fucking fuck. An old council tax bill. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he was like, you're going to have to come with us to get this cleared up. And I'm like, I'm getting on a flight. And he was like, you can't, you son. You need to you well, you're like, Are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, I'm at, oh, fuck it, right? Okay. So they take me fucking this police station. It was like Mayfield or something like that. They basically were just like, look, you need to get this in order, blah, blah. Uh, so I was like, well, is that? They let me out about an hour later. <laughs> just, I'm like, well, what was the fucking point of that? You know, I'm not going anywhere. Next thing I was going to like fuck off to a different country because of council tax. <laughs> anyway, so the, the, basically the, the, the story of that was, uh, it went from me to my mate Mike in Dublin. So I phoned him and said, look, this is what's happened. It's a fucking stupid thing. You know, I, I, they've took me to the police station. They've told me to get something ordered. There's going to be a court day. I end up getting thrown out of court anyway. A waste of fucking time it was. <laughs> and uh, it goes from Mike to Joycey. Dirty Sanchez, Joycey. Prior to Dirty Sanchez. Yeah. And he's in London and knows a few fucking wigs in the papers. And then the next minute, the story goes back to Glasgow that's been arrested in the airport. Because my name's fucking like Ben Laden. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's, yeah, fuck it. You know what? Like, so, this, so this guy comes up my door and he's like, you know what? Uh, look, man, this, this is the story we've got. And I'm like, well, it's no right. But he, is, he said, I'll give you 400 quid. I, I was like, in my head at that time, I'm like, I'm 18. How many? <laughs> How much weed can I buy? I've got I've got yeah. a council tax bill to pay. <laughs> exactly. How many square meters of carpet can I get for carpet wise? <laughs> you know, all these fucking four hundred Wow, the possibilities are that's like four gyros, man. <laughs> you know, that's a big deal. You know, I, I could have probably bought two TVs for that back then. <laughs> Anyway, we just stole. We normally just stole from other people's flats. Like, <laughs> folk we knew. Anyway, that's, that's a different story. But uh, so basically, that, that this story was just completely blew up, and then I end up in the fucking news of the world on the Sunday. <laughs> and I remember walking to the shop at, at my bit, and I like I get in the shop, and it was like somebody we kind of looked at me weird, and I'm like, you know, like it's a strange one. Like, and there was the fucking story, man. It was like half a page. And it was like it said, "Life's life's been hell," because I'm called Ben Laden, and I'm like, "Oh wow, right, okay, this is this is kind of I can handle this because it doesn't matter." And I'm young and stupid, and I remember just getting back to my flat and my dad phoning me and just being like, "The, the fuck, fuck have you done? <laughs> what the fuck have you done, man? I've had people phoning me all morning." <laughs> I'm like. I'm really sorry. I was like, good morning. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck where you go. And I'm like, well, I was just trying to get some dough, man. <laughs> anyway, so that was it. It was just your Chinese whispers and newspaper journalism that was blew up to be a story that was actually... Give them an inch and they'll take a mile. 
That was that was so funny. There, there you go. That, that's that's exactly how it went, man. So bizarre. Sounds like you might have got pranked from the Dirty Sanchez boy. Well, it's, 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 that's what it sounds like, doesn't it? But, but that was prior. That was prior. You know, I think that was yeah. like 98 or something like that. In fact, I remember getting back to my flat that night and Stu, who lived in every single flat that I fucking that I had, Stu was always there. And I, I went opening the door and there was like eight or nine people in my living room and he's like, what are you doing back? <laughs> I fucking I fucking live here. This is my house too. I live here, man. You know, like uh, what were they all doing? Who's all these fucking people in my house? <laughs> so you thought I was away and he was like, right, it's party time. Anyway, anyway, that's the size of it. So I it was complete fabrication. There we go. <laughs> See jumping uh jumping some time ahead now to two thousand seventeen. You hosted your own yeah. event in Leith. Um, yeah, I well, that was, that was uh, one of these things where it was like, I think because the weather had been so bad, and I was working in transgression with Ken at the time, so it was Ken, Ken Smith.com. Ken's nuts, by the way, he's fucking nuts. <laughs> uh, so the opportunity was just to be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to try and be a cop. You know, this is a this is a thing that you do. Then you get to you, after you date, you're like. If somebody doesn't turn up that I know, I'm going to feel really offended. <laughs> you know, and it's like you put yourself in a scenario to try and do something, then you think, oh, why the fuck are they not here? But you know what? It actually turned out pretty well. Somebody actually messaged saying, that's cool, Ben, but why there? <laughs> and I'm like, well, look, there's nothing happening. You know, I just want people to be together to skate. Yeah, and yeah. That, was, that was Aaron Wilmot. I'll, I'll never forget. It was that he's, Glasgow boy, good lad to uh, But I, that, it was just it was a, the opportunity just to do something and try and create something. And, and you know what? The, the two, before Sidewalk went under the magazine, uh, the, the two boys that ran it, Ryan Gray and Ben Pill, actually fucking drove up from uh, Wakefield or Nottingham or something to come, to come to this small sort of time do that I was, I, and I was trying to make, make it work, you know, make it work. And it was nice, man. I didn't set up a DJ who was DJ Nasty P, who had done some support work with Beyonce. He's like a good friend of mine, man. He was like, so he came and set up his stuff, and the guy that helped me set up Solace as well, Scott McDonald. Uh, he was, uh, he was, he just turned up. He was like, "I did he help you?" And I'm like, well, "I need a DJ and I need this." And he was like, "Cool." He ran an event coming. <laughs> so he, so you got a Nasty. Nasty's been skating for years and. Oh, and Livy Crew, the people I grew up with skating, Stu and Benson, they appeared, man. The Carl Luke Mob, like his dad and Colin, all the big mark, everybody. You know, everybody turned up that I would expect. And it was really, really cool, man. And, and I think they had a good night. And I just had a microphone and basically fucking cheering people out. He killed herself for minimal <laughs> cash. And uh, Clay's, they probably end up getting handed the dirty fit you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or a board that you get and you're like, oh, it's too small for me, right? You know what I mean? I was like, so, uh, but overall, man, the people turned up, yeah, people turned up for Dundee. You know, it's, it was really nice, man. So I, I really enjoyed that. And I would love to do that again at some point, you know? Awesome. Yeah. It, was, it was literally just about to ask you that. Was that something that you would, would look you do into doing in the future? Well, hopefully, I will hopefully do. I think I'll, I'll take a different aspect on it because of, I can promote my own stuff. 
during it as well, so I can sponsor okay, it. Any and advertisements? Good advertisement. You know, so I think I, I think that's a good way to go. I, I don't know. It's just you know, as I say, it's close knit. So most people you know that are like local skate. So for instance, within that jam, uh, people own like homework skateboards in Glasgow, and you've got like Doric skateboards. You've got yeah, well, I've got Pie in Edinburgh, the clothes shop, and you know, so everybody eventually meets. You know, especially uh, well, events which we can't really fucking attend now, but mm. at events you you meet these people and, and what happens is if you you contact them, more than likely they'll be like, you know what, we'll send you stuff. I had people just message me saying, I'm going to send you this, 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 this. The guys in England, guys in China, the guys, the guys in power distribution, which is all will always be supported by the only man. So it was nice putting up like Santa Cruz banners and that prior to that, but hopefully. We'll do all the saw again, and, and there's new parks, new and there's new, yeah. new places. The summer's coming in, so hopefully we can get a chance to have a a bit of a gathering again. Feeling like we're going to fucking die <laughs> in each other's company, or you know, it's like yeah, I was actually sometimes I was like standing, thinking to myself, like it's only two meters, man. Two meters is a, a long distance. And my knobs about half a meter, so I'm <laughs> half meters. So, so, so when somebody's coming up to me, I'm like, two and a half meters, two and a half meters. I'm like, why? And I'm like, I can't really tell you because you're only like 15. You know, it's like, <laughs> I just, uh, just give me, you was shut up. Oh, fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hopefully we can get events going again and fucking, yeah. and kick things off and maybe take things in a different manner. Obviously, there's, being a skateboarder is quite hard and we'd be a fucking idiot, but it's, uh, <laughs> I think that there's times when, if you, you know, if you're passionate about what you're doing in regards to creating yeah. events or try to get people to attend something, it's going to work. If you're fucking serious about it, it's going to happen. It's going to, yeah. And people will support it as long as you're not a complete idiot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you yeah, kind of, you'll be all right. You kind of touched on it there, Ben, a little bit. You've obviously you've started up your own kind of clothing line, Solace. Yeah. How, how's, yeah. how's that going? How's it all come about? Right. Okay. Well, that, that was a really, really strange one. It was actually, I don't really know if I should be saying this because I, this might be another company that it comes to light anyway, but initially it was, <laughs> it was meant to be called Unspoken. That was the initial, that was the initial company. Yeah. Uh, okay. Reason being because it's eight letters and it's, it's named after one of the best four ten tracks it was ever created. Right. So that's where it came to the inspiration of Forte, the band. Right? Okay. So I was like, right, okay, I'm going to make this fucking clean company unspoken. And I ended up fucking about for ages and never got run here. And then four months ago, I woke up in my head and I was like, ah, I was going to call like solace as in to find peace. Right? And this spelling came about. And I was like, Right, I'll just fucking spell it that way. <laughs> you know, and I, I, we played, I played the book, we had about 10 designs. Uh, and I was like, right, fuck, this is, this is, these look all right. So I ended up going to meet Scott McDonald, who's Scott, the guy I was telling about runs events in the street or events company. Uh, he was the Harrow Pro BMX or freestyle, like Flatland freestyle biker in 1988. So he was world champion, man. Awesome. Three times in a row or something. So it was like Scott's always kind of been around since a kid. I've known him since I was a kid. And I went to Scott because he's got his own company too. 
which is a company called Natch Group. Uh, so I sat with him and he looked at me and he was like, you've got all these designs, what is, what, what is you, what is your, what is your most percentage of feeling you vote when you look at these designs? You know, so he basically just went through them like I was a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> like, over oh, this one, I'm like, oh, you know, 60, 60%. And he's like, that one, I'm like, oh, 70. And then it got to this, this point. And I was like, you know what, man? That feels fucking right to me. You know, let's just fucking, let's run that. And we've, fuck, man, I've actually, I've sold a fair bit of stuff. And it's been great. And I just thought, you know, well, I never, I never thought it was a simplistic affair. I thought it was going to be, right, I'll get a fucking T-shirt, I'll organise a printer, or I'll buy a printer, or, you know, I'll fucking do something. I didn't realise the amount of other aspects that came in <laughs> within it is when you actually design a product and you're like, right, okay, this is real, and is this going to sell, and I need to then build a website, I need to get domain names, I need to get, uh, I need to pay fees for fucking this, this name, I need to pay... You know, so, uh, uh, I just need to get all this other shit organised. So that's that basic mumbling mess represents <laughs> what happened. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so it's not just like uh, I kind of just put a t-shirt in there <laughs> and I fucking pull that handle and I've got a full clothing range, which is not the fucking case. So it's I was like, like, to be. a few grand later, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Fucking there, man. It's, it's there. Uh, you know what? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm very, very proud, <laughs> which is weird. For the, one of the first times in my life, I'm actually very proud of creating something. And I feel like I'm fucking uh, almost 100% a believer in it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I believe in making the company pretty work. And I believe in what I can create. But because it's mine, I'm like, ah. Uh, <laughs> you, you, don't, you, never, you, you don't see it like anybody else does you know it's like yeah. somebody looking at me like I get people messaging me like I really like your stuff you know what I mean my mate works for Supreme right I message him and says look can you have a look at this and tell me what you think and he came back and he said it's okay cheers <laughs> <laughs> dickhead you fucking was like, that's totally fair enough man that's totally cool you know what I mean I don't expect but you know I've had I, I, obviously so I've had a bit of advice for obviously dating as well. I thought he'd been about it prior. And a guy who I was very privileged to, to have met with was Ollie Barton as well. So he's a photographer as well for years. Really like Mike Panel and Big Wigs and Sheckler, you know. So so Ollie's a photographer and he, he's, he's moved to the States years ago and ended up in that industry and deep within the industry and he's a great photographer and a great person. And he, he's done the job he exactly deserves. So when I, I showed him the stuff, and he was like, you've got everything wrapped up in a crea creative bow. And I was like, all right, that's, thank you, man. You know, like, <laughs> that's better than it's I all think, right. <laughs> you know, but I'm still learning. I'm still learning with it. As, you know, I've, I've got other stuff. I'm due to drop stuff in spring. Probably fucking drop it in a fire. <laughs> I've got, I'm, due to, I'm due to bring out some stuff in spring to try and. Uh, it's all kind of colour coordinated, so it's easy for me to manage. You know, it's, yeah. flyers are always consistent. There's a lot of there's a thought process behind it to make it work. I've got three of the raddest dudes I could possibly have. I'm so lucky to have Bradford 
the company to help promote it as advertising. So now I'm on the other side of this. So I've had team managers in the past were fucking dismissive, <laughs> man. And they would just, they would just say, oh, Ben, man, we're going to fly you to fucking Honolulu next week. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah! And my flat and Craig's out with a fucking eighth of weed left on my table. Yeah! I'm going to Honolulu next week. And you end up the fucking nowhere. You end up complete lies and bullshit. So that I had to learn that during the course of the industry that you know sixty percent of what was said and what was going to get done just was never going to happen. You know? yeah. So now I've got these three guys who I fucking love dearly. So I've got Anthony McSorley, who's a Scottish boy. He's favourite. I didn't say bland. I bland. So he, he's such a great skateboarder, transitional fucking demon man. He skates like, I've never seen him skate like him. This is what really drew me towards McSorley is because he's always got his arm kind of tucked up. He kind of see me too, it's like, fuck man. So he's skating, his arm's always kind of tucked like that. Like, and he's like, it's like he's ready for fucking, he's going to do some crazy, crazy fucking war or something. It's like, he skates fast. And I actually think it's like he's holding a machine gun and he's just ready to fucking blitz whoever's in front of him. Watching him skate and he'll try anything, man, and he's just he's so rad and he's consistent. So I fucking I'm very grateful we have Anthony as as, as a part of this, right? I mean it means a lot to me. And then I met prior to that, prior to the company starting, I accidentally kind of met a guy called D. Collins who is from uh, what was it, Gary or something? It's just, it's just, it's just, uh, and this guy is a fucking technical wizard, man. I know if you, you, you need to look him up. You need to watch this. You need to watch this theme skate. So, uh, as, as, uh, I, was, I actually said to him, I was always going to DM starting this company. Do you want to be a part of this? And he was like, sure. <laughs> Fuck, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, that is right, okay. Uh, Sick man, let me make some stuff and I'll get it to you. You know, so so which is uh, I was I was really privileged to watch some, but two two these two boys were completely opposite, completely opposite, but opposing sort of skaters. You know, it's like two different styles, two different methods. And then I've got I recently just put on Jamie Hugh, who's a guy I've known Birmingham for a long, long, long time, and a good friend. Uh, so I put Jamie on, and I was like, I was like, asked him, I was like, will you do this? And he was like, sure. And I'm like, fuck, right, okay, this, <laughs> this is great because Jamie's got like a bag of sort of technical tricks. He can skate ramp, you know, skate anything. He, and he, he's, I love watching, I love watching these guys. I love watching all these guys skate. You know, it's just very privileged to. So it's just a matter of me maintaining the, or maintaining the relationship with him in regards to your company as well. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not just fucking riders, mate. They're, they're friends. Yeah. No, obviously, I, I want them to try and help me. Uh, I want them to promote. But, uh, and then the bottom line is, the more they do, the more the people are like, fuck, no way. And the more the clothes sell, and then the more they get, the more everything works, you know? So that's that's the basic game. So, and I'll always be supportive of them, and I'll try and help them just anyway, but I will never lie to them, man. I will never lie to them like half the <laughs> clowns that I had to put up with. Saying, oh, Ben, man, you know what? At the end of that fucking rainbow, there's a gram of Chang there. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking, let me claim that fucking rainbow. <laughs> and you, you get to the end, 
<laughs> and there's no ching. There's a bag of a bag of fucking salt, you know what I mean? <laughs> a, a deep slug that's already tried to fucking snort it. You know what I mean? So it's like what's the, what's the point? So I so I, basically my, my rule is for this company is to name my base and I'm with people. And in regards to these these boys are vital in that I look at from any aspect, it doesn't matter, you know, if like if I see fucking, if I went to Belfast and he's eating in a fucking bin, I'm taking the rest of it. You know what I mean? It's like, if I, you know, if I go, if I go to Blanta and McSorley's lying slumped and he's fucking in the valley and I'm going to be like, well, come on, have a shower, man, and we'll, we'll fucking go for a skate or something. Get you. you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, I, I, I just feel like a, a necessity to aid and then help these boys. And I hope you get motivated. Awesome. Any time we can try and fucking make things better, let's size it. Uh, <laughs> awesome, I, uh, awesome, awesome. Anyway, yeah. So awesome. if anyone's if anyone's wanting some new some new gear, look up look up Solace S S O L U S. Free plug. <laughs> free plug. Free plug. Yeah, free plug. <laughs> free book. We got a free book plug. Every teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's a promise free you might not plug. want to put out there. Yeah, don't put that out there. <laughs> If you, if, you get us, if you get us dating, we'll, we'll plug it every every day of the week. And if your package turns up with your new t-shirt and it's vibrant. <laughs> You've won. <Yeah>. Pleasure <laughs> every purchase. Be happy it's no ticket. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been such a laugh. You too, man. It's been good catching yeah. up and hearing some stories. It's, yeah, well, it's been thanks, good. Thank you for having me. I can't believe it. Awesome. Hopefully catch you up soon. Cool. Cheers, ben. Thanks, guys. Catch you later, Thank you much. Thank you. Big thanks to Ben Layden for joining the episode this week. I don't think we need any any words for that. I don't think there are any words <laughs> no, for that. I think it explains itself. <laughs> <laughs> the man can talk. The man can swear. The man can tell a story. The man can <laughs> do a lot of things. some life. <laughs> can, can and has done a lot of things. Yeah. And has done. Yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be a very, very hard interview to top, I think. Yeah. He's just, it's funny, you're just so blase about yeah, Just didn't care. Being, being in amongst some of these people that I had dinner with the prodigy. Some huge Move people. on. Did you? Add? Yeah. Go back. And then I went off the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Then I had dinner with Matt Hoffman and got the demo for Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Like, aye, let's go. Move on. And he's, and then it goes like, aye, but you should have seen Livy. Livy was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting, I was getting barred every week. <laughs> We heard more about Get Barred every week than we did about Matt Hoffman. Matt Hoffman and the Prodigy. Prodigy. <laughs> but uh, that tells you the life he's led. It's unreal. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. I think with that thought, we'll we'll move on to the best part of the week. You know what time it is, boys? Alad dressing. This week, Jordan will be taking game of the week. What have you got? Um, this this week it's maybe a bit of a controversial one for you boys, because I know you're not a huge fan. But I've gone with steep, so it's a it's a game based on like snowboarding, skiing. What else is there? Is it paragliding? Wings. Paragliding. Called, in the wing. Parag- yeah. 
paragliding and is that the wing one or is that uh, called something no paragliding's yeah, a parachute no. yeah uh, yeah so it's paragliding and then yeah yeah and then no, that's, the that's that's ah fuck it know. there's some stuff in no. it <laughs> yeah and then it's the like ones with the wings i think that is paragliding no that's a wing no the oh, wingsuit wing yeah ah, okay <laughs> fuck i'm fucking thinking up this game am i <laughs> Sounds great, let's buy it. Let's be honest, right? It's not it's not like the greatest game in the world, but if you're a fan of any of those sports, you can actually get quite in it and enjoy it. Like you don't need to take it too seriously. It's pretty relaxing. It is pretty relaxing. It's just like you're a guy and you just go at the top of the It's just like an open world. It's almost like an open world and you can ski, you can snowboard. And then there's obviously they've got challenges as well that you can do. But you don't need to do them. You don't need to do them. You can just go at the top of the hill. It's like a sports version of GTA minus the killing. without the killing. (laughs) But like there was times I would just like put myself at the top of the hill and just go for a walk and wander. But it's got like the... The scenery on it's pretty yeah, it's, pretty it's got like some of the top uh it's got like some of the biggest um resorts in the world kind of put into one map like it's got like mont yeah. blanc in it it's got some stuff from austria and canada and stuff like that it's i think cool. they just kind of it was so hyped up before it came out like it was one of the first kind of games of its type that kind of yeah. dived into that and when it came out i jumped on it straight away because it's one of my interests but it played it for ages but it just nothing kind of evolved with it. I think it kind of just died off. Yeah, it, it does kind of. But for just like a, a chilled out game, if you're into skiing and snowboarding and stuff like we are, it's actually quite a, a decent relaxing game, I would mm-hmm. say. So if you're if you're into that sort of thing, jump on it. Because I, I actually quite enjoyed it. It was it was a nice game to play. And then moving on to movie and series of the week, we have Keith. Yeah, so I can't believe I've not watched this series. It's a fucking now. joke. It's a fucking I have been, joke. <laughs> I've been binge watching it just like every night. It is the US office and it is just absolutely amazing. The, <laughs> do, do, so do, you feel, do you feel with it? Have you watched the UK one, Keith? I've watched a couple of episodes. So the, not the, 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 UK one. One, the UK one anyway only goes on for, I think, two seasons. Right. Yeah, I think and it they, does. They somewhat match it in the US one for the mm-hmm. first couple. It's it's not identical, but the kind of storylines story yeah. kind of the same. Yeah. I feel like after that, it gets better than the UK one. Yeah, I've heard. I've not heard many people that have said the UK one's better than the US one. Which which is unusual, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the in-betweeners. Yeah. And oh, the, American, the US one is American absolutely awful. Shite. Well, they, they try to do... They try to do in betweeners. They try to do skins. They try to do shameless. But shameless is getting good hype. But I try to watch it. And it's nowhere near as good as the UK one. Yeah, but no, US office absolutely amazing. Like, see, when you first start watching it as well, like I was almost cringing so hard, I had to put it off. Like that's what it was, makes it, it funny was, though. Like, and, it's and so... then when you get into it, you kind of get over that. Like, but I remember yeah. the first couple of episodes, I was sitting there going, "Oh my!" I, I was like, I almost can't cope with this because I feel so embarrassed for. For the bat, like for Michael Scott, <laughs> it's just I almost had to switch it off. Steve Carell but just carries off. that fucking. He is just so phenomenal well. in it. Like it's so funny. It's just so good. And the casting and it's the casting is brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. 
total winner. So, so if you've not watched it, watch it. If you've watched it, watch it again. Uh, <laughs> we're we're re-watching watching it just now. I'm re-watching yeah. it just now, yeah. Is it not uh, just been put on Netflix? So yeah. yeah, it's just on Netflix. That's why I've just been tearing right yeah. into it. I think it's on Amazon Prime as well. Yeah, it is. I think that's yeah. why I watched it. I'm not yeah. sure if all the seasons are on Prime or not, though. Uh, I think they are. Sweet. Cool. And then album of the week, we have Loopy. So this week I have gone for the Architects new album, which came out last week and it's called For Those That Wish To Exist. So this is an album I've been waiting for for ages. So the last album before that was 2018, which was Holy Hell, um, which was <clears throat> their album after Tom had sadly passed away in 2016, um, who generally wrote everything for the band um, from guitar, drums, lyrics, the lot. So it was interesting to see where they were going to go writing their ninth studio album without him. Um, Fuck, that's a, that's a big transition, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's to, like you're saying that, that's almost like your band dying. Yeah, it was, yeah that's how they looked at it. It was like that, that Holy Hell album. It, it's a heavy album, but it's so heart-wrenching as well like all the songs just mean to it's him literally it's just about him and it it's it's an amazing album but the new one um i think it'd only been out a couple of hours and it claimed the number one spot on the u.s itunes album chart oh. <clears throat> um which is quite and, unheard of for a, quite a heavy album to do yeah and it easy listen like I'd, they'd released obviously a couple of singles before the album dropped and they were all easy, easy listening well, for me anyway. But it, yeah. I was kind <laughs> of. I don't know if it's going to be that easy. <laughs> um, the thing is, like, it's not got I a Sunday s- morning vibe, does it? I would no. say, like, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a huge Architects fan, if I'm honest. But as like rock albums go in, in today's day and age, anyway, rock album, it is an easy listen. Like, although yeah. some of it can be a yeah. little bit heavier, even mm-hmm. the heavy stuff isn't too. In your it's face. so well produced as well it's really clean yeah, yeah. and I, I think I, i've listened to it once or twice every day since it came out yeah i've i've, <laughs> it's I've on, been it once or twice a day and well. the same as callum it's the, one of the biggest albums that i've been looking forward to in the last year year and a half and it's just something else it's, and an it's, amazing actually, album. it's actually nice to look forward to an album in today's day yeah yeah, it's very much now. It's very much now, though. Like it's singles because of Spotify and stuff. Especially because yeah. music's so on demand now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing about that album as well, um, Tom's brother Dan, twin brother, um, is in the band, the and he produced and literally came up with this whole album. So it's just gone from one to the oh, other. To yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of made it as well for me because it just kind of i don't know it's it's just different it's difficult it's hard to explain but like me and keith seen them years ago mm-hmm. um it would have been 2016 that we yeah. seen them because it was literally just after tom had passed mm-hmm. and i've never been so emotional at a gig in my life <laughs> yeah especially like in amongst that kind of music as well yeah like you don't expect to be feeling upset about things <laughs> but if you are incredible in the face un- unbelievable gig though <laughs> yeah like, incredible no, the light gig. shows and stuff are one of the oh, best yeah. live bands i've ever i've ever seen yeah they're but if you're a fan of yeah he just oh, yeah, screams at the microphone <laughs> uh, winston from parkway drive he's also on a track from them as well yeah 
that's the only downside that I've got to it is that Simon Winston and there's another um, song that's there's the boy from um, Royal Blood yeah there's just not they don't have a long enough feature in it it's like a very short 10 15 seconds like normal it's not like a full verse I'd like to see that if they'd if they'd done that I'd have gave it a 10 out of 10 point at a 9.8 they also have a documentary on a YouTube from 2016, which is pretty good if you're a fan of Architects. Uh, I'm going to take a restaurant of the week and I'm going to be the real fat boy and I'm going to go smoking soul. It is a local Aberdeen restaurant, barbecue kind of soul food. Uh, I know me and Jordan love it. It's fantastic. Dirty fries, buffalo dirty fries. Oh, baby. (laughs) Frightening, frightening. And they're just the way open their own. That'll sit in restaurant. Well. Yeah. yeah, are they? Yeah. yeah, are they still yeah. are they still running out of six degrees north as well, or are they then just leaving there and going into their own bit? <laughs> I, I believe they're leaving they're there and going, going into their own bit. Oh, I thought I thought they were still I, going to. I think they're I'm leaving. Sure. In open. If I'm honest, I'm not. I'm but not. I'm not sure because because of, yeah, of COVID, obviously they're not doing sit-ins and stuff without. Yeah. But I'm I looking. For, I'm looking forward to like us being able to actually get out and go and sit. And yeah. Have mm-hmm. a meal it's in there. Just, you feel all fat and sassy and happy when you eat the food. Oh, it's. So dirty and good. Highly <laughs> recommend it. And it's again, same as last week. You're supporting a local company, you're supporting a local restaurant. And and that's the thing, they're on takeaways still as well just now. Yeah. Yeah, they're on a deliveroo. Just yeah. Now, I think maybe no, just they're on well. just eat, they're on just eat. I know that I know so, that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to guess them religiously every week. <laughs> definitely get on that. Give them a try. They're a once a month for me. They're a once a month. <laughs> Chinese is once a week for Jordan. Yeah. Right, guys, I think that rounds up today's podcast. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We'll uh, catch you all for episode five when we'll be sitting down with Cold Years guitarist Finlay Uckert and band manager Jamie Mays. And that'll do us for this week, boys. We'll be in leave you. Catch you later. Catch you later, guys. Bye. Bye.